Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome everyone. I hope you're well. I'm your host, Ben Lively, and you're listening to Shake and Awake, episode number 48. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in with us today, wherever you are and whatever you're doing right this very moment. It means everything to me to share the messages that God has laid on my heart to share. And as always, I promise you another great show, but more than anything, my hope for you today and always is that you have an actual encounter with the Lord, not just another podcast episode. So just a quick ask, if you found value in these episodes, would you take 30 seconds after the show to submit a uh, a quick review and a star rating in your app? You know, this is what the uh, potential listeners look for when they decide whether to give a show a listen or not. So it's confirmation uh, from other listeners that it can bring value. Would you do that for me if and only if you find value in these episodes? And I I can't thank you enough uh, for those that that have. Uh, So without further uh, delay, let's get ready to invite God in with us right here, right now, and allow him to speak directly to our hearts and minds. So today's topic is on five ways to tune the world out and focus on what really matters. You know, I realize just as much, if not more, than the next person how many distractions and how much noise is out there to take our focus away. You know, if, you, if you've never listened to my testimony I talk about what I did for the first, you know, 41 years of my life, and it was nothing but being involved in and of the world in all the worst ways. And it's episode one, so check it out after the show if you haven't heard it already. You know, I'd like to use an example of time and how so quickly we can get absorbed into what we're doing that we lose all sense of time. You know, last year, what did you accomplish? Did it feel like 365 days long? Do you remember each day like it was yesterday? Or, like me, did it feel like about three to four months long and outside of work and weekend play, perhaps, you know, one or two or three events, that was your year? Ever take what you intend to be, quote unquote, just a few minutes, right, in in your email or social media or the internet, And you look at the time and the minutes turned into a double take at the clock. You know, much longer and it surely didn't feel like it did, uh, right? It happens all the time. And the more you become aware of it, the more you realize how important time management is. That is what you spend your time on versus what you want to spend your time on. And as we grow older... That can turn into what we wished we had spent our time on. You know, the point I'm starting out with today is that there are trillions and trillions and trillions of distractions all around us, but only a handful that are important to life, important to God. The devil does not want you to know that or be aware of that or make a conscious effort Uh, for time management and giving yourself up and devoting yourself to what truly matters in life, which is the will of the Father. And by the way, that comes from God, not, not me or my opinion. The more comfortable and distracted and dare I say, 
temporarily happy and satisfied we are in life, the less we focus in on God and what really matters. And if this isn't you, then count yourself as one of the few and spiritually blessed people to be living right now. The world, the God of this world, Satan, and the distractions in it and of it hold the same value that misdirection and sleight of hand uh, to, to a magician holds to his performance. If he can get his audience to be redirected and focused on something else, right? It allows him to not only perform his work, but in a manner that keeps the audience members entertained and thrilled with the performance and the time spent watching the show. You see, it's, it's all a show. It's a staged performance. That, my friends, are what the devil and the powers of darkness use the world and those in it to do to you. They've done this for thousands of years. They're really, really, really good at it. God placed us here to do his will. That is, if, if you are his child. If you're one of the wicked and unsaved, you will not spend your life doing his will. No one that goes to heaven goes there because they were quote-unquote good on earth during their lifetime. In fact, we will see many that were plain evil on earth when we knew them, up in heaven with us when we get there because at some point, they surrendered themselves to the Lord. They believed in Jesus and the resurrection and were convicted of their sinful nature. And not only did they, from their heart, ask for forgiveness, they actually repented of their sinful ways and turned from their wicked ways and lived for Christ alone and no longer for themselves. That is who's going to heaven. So today, we'll focus on five ways. There are more. Trust God on that one. But these are five that worked well for me and other uh, brothers and sisters that I know. They take effort. They take awareness and they take discipline. Then again, doesn't anything good that is accomplished take those three things? Of course. As the saying goes, nothing good comes easy. So here they are in no particular order. Number one, create a daily and weekly schedule and stick to it. Ephesians 5, 5 to 17 says, look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So often, and and for many daily, we wake up at a specific hour to get up for work or an event, and outside of that, have no other plans for the day. Other than meals, work, and any after work or school activity, there's no schedule. This is the schedule the devil cherishes so much. You know, you've heard the phrase, idle hands are the devil's workshop, correct? His type of lifestyle with no schedule falls right into that phrase and his craftiness at feeding you distractions. When you don't have specific direction and focus and time management to glue it all together, you're left to swim in the noise and distractions of this life, which are plenty. You find yourself on the phone for countless hours with meaningless discussion, time surfing the web on, on your PC, tablet, or phone, or, or all three of them on mindless stuff. If you've been on TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, or those and the many others, you know, you know if you added those hours up, it would be mind-blowing. 
You know, if you had done something else more constructive to the will of the Father with that same time, you'd have accomplished much. But instead, it took hours, days, weeks, months, and it won't be long before years from your life. You'll never get them back. You'll have nothing to show God or to tithe God with with that time spent. Who and what was that time wasted on? You. It was filled with eternity and kingdom wasting stuff that mattered very little to God. I'm not implying it all was, but I am suggesting the majority of it was. And before I began making a schedule, every second of mine was of no use spent to the kingdom of God. It was spent on worthless crap that the devil encouraged. If he can get you busy doing nothing, he's won. Number two, spend daily time, daily time in the word, in God's word, and a second source, a devotional or written or video sermons, etc. You know, Joshua 1, 8 to 9 says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. There's no better way to invest your days than to be in God's word. The only other time just as well spent is in witnessing to others, right? The lost, the backslidden, the lukewarm, and serving those in need. However, the, the way to gain the wisdom and direction and the knowledge is to know God's word and to remain dwelling in the Lord. The Bible is the only infallible word of God. Nothing your pastor or preacher or small group leader or the internet or me will ever be more powerful or truthful than the living word of God. There never was and never will be anything greater or more powerful. You know, reading a Bible in a year plan, it takes no more than 15 to 20 uh, 20 minutes per day. I know because I've been doing this for the past uh, two and a half years and realized that anyone can make any excuse not to read it in a year. But everyone could shave off and schedule 15 to 20 minutes per day to do just that. In fact, I've just started to read the Bible in six months plan. It's not to be legalistic. It's not because I think I must or it's worth more because I simply can't get enough of God's word. And I learn every day. It's continually through the Holy Spirit. And for me, I want to give God more focus per day than just 15 to 20 minutes. I have more. So to much is given, much is required. Plus, you'll never memorize or know the entire Bible and certainly not its meaning. That's why it's called his living word. Just a quick example, like just in the first chapter of John, the other day for me, I learned like three huge things I had never seen before. You know, this is the fourth time reading it. That's just how God, his word, and the Holy Spirit work. And I also recommend another source of teaching per day to complement the Bible. There are so many great daily devotionals by powerful pastors and video and sermons of some of the most prolific preachers who ever lived, both past and present. And they're chocked full of tremendous teaching. Why miss out on those? You shouldn't. 
what you feed your mind will eventually manifest itself in your heart and mind. Garbage in, garbage out, right? Holiness and God's wisdom in, holiness and God, uh, God's wisdom out. Number three, get involved with things that help serve others. John 13, 12 to 14, when he had washed, that's Jesus, when he had washed their feet, that's the disciples, and put on his outer garments and resumed his place at the table, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. That's huge. You don't have to rearrange your entire life to help serving others. Many things you can do right inside your own home right now. You know, technology has made so many wonderful things possible that were ne- that never were in the, in the history of the world. Small groups, right? Uh, Zoom, video, Bible, study groups, donating, volunteering one night, uh, night a week or even a month to serving food or necessities with others to the needy. I didn't even know or realize this until God led me uh, to it a few months back, but you can literally go to a fast food drive-thru, order food, and then drive it and drop it off at a local homeless shelter, and you'll make their day. I'm not even talking about the homeless. I'm talking about those that are serving the homeless. How little effort, money, and time is that to serve such a worthy cause for God and his kingdom? You know, go through your pantry once per month and your your closet every few months. And if you haven't done so ever, or it's you know been a while, go do it now. Find some unwanted item, one uh, unwanted items, pla- uh, place them in a bag. You know, I guarantee there are many drop off locations. Search you know search the internet for them if you don't know. Um, there's there's a lot of locations for clothes and for food drop off. Join a few online Christian groups. Be an active member. Make suggestions. Help others out that have questions. Be a resource to them. Share Bible verses that address the the topics that are discussed. The list goes on. There's a lot of people in need of prayer and advice and godly direction and redirection. You can't even fathom how many. And they're there. They're right in front of you everywhere you go on your cell phone. You know, God's really making it easy for us to bear witness and help others these days, isn't he? But of what use or blessing are they if, we, if we're not taking the initiative to use them for his purpose? Remember, we're here to serve others, not ourselves. God supplies our needs, but asks us to supply the needs of the least of them. So what are you doing to serve the least of them right now? If the shoe fits, kick it off today. Number four, eliminate the noise and the evil where you're able. Romans 2, 6 to 8. He will render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. So what what do I mean by this broad statement of eliminate the noise and the evil where you're able? I mean to take the distractions and meaningless to the kingdom type stuff out of your day. Here's what I did that worked. I started a, a fresh Facebook page 
only joining a few select God-loving Christian groups. I made sure to make friends only with those that had Christian themes and messages throughout their page. I deleted all friend requests that didn't. I started posting Christian content that I enjoyed, which attracted others in the family of God and, and provide messages of, of hope and of, of, of the Lord to others. I started unfollowing and or blocking people that would post messages unbecoming of a, of a true Christian. Now I have nothing but holiness on my page no matter how long I scroll. It's just messages of, of God, of positivity, of love, of healing, of devotion, of Jesus and, and other spiritual messages. It's peaceful to be a part of. It's not something that distracts or detracts from my spiritual walk with the Lord. And I did the same with LinkedIn unfollowing anything that did with the pride type posts, boasting, serving money, worshiping false idols and posts and advertisements that promoted the things of this world. And I started making daily posts of scripture and it changed the algorithms of both Facebook and LinkedIn. And therefore more of what was displayed on my page daily has to do with Jesus, not the world and the things in and of it. Same went for Pinterest and Instagram, and it works. If I ever need some downtime or relaxing time and I open any of these, it's messages of, of positivity and God, nothing more. How beautiful is that? I stopped watching TV altogether, secular TV stations and movies and radio, not because I felt I had to, because I didn't want to. I didn't want to listen or watch them anymore. It didn't align with my new life in Christ. All they did was become a distraction away from God and his purpose for my life. And it was a tool the enemy used to keep me distracted and to plant subliminal messages through to me, creating spiritual warfare. You know, I like on demand, right? Purposeful listening and watching. You'd be amazed at what you will begin learning by searching, you know, via YouTube, Google, or any of the other number of avenues the devil intended for evil. What God, what does God and the Bible say about X? Fill in the blank, right? So go to them and type in what does God and the Bible say about, and you fill in the blank. Make sure it's an important topic for you or others you know. You'll be amazed at how time spent growing in your wisdom and knowledge will do for your life and for the lives of others around you as you use what the devil intended for evil and now God is using for good. Evil's everywhere. But it doesn't have to be inside your home or your car or your ears, your eyes or your mind. Feed your body the bread and water of life which only comes from the Father. Number five, ask and trust God to create your path. Proverbs 16, 9. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Sounds simple and straightforward, right? Then why aren't you doing this now? I'm not speaking to everyone listening, but I guarantee I'm speaking to many of you. How do I know? Because most don't or won't, and I was one of them, and everyone I knew didn't. It's human nature to take on life and try to do the best you can with life each day from the time you open your eyes in the morning until the time you close them at night. You know, we typically try to do the best we can and then we give ourselves a credit when we do, also known as pride. And conversely, we can blame ourselves easily or others when we don't. 
also known as pride. Either way, how often are we praying to and relying solely on God to create our paths and lead us down them day in and day out? How many days do you have something you need or want to accomplish and you seek God for guidance? Seek God for answers. Pray and, and talk with him about what can or should be done and what does he want you to go about doing? How many of you wait on his voice? And even more, when you hear his voice, you actually follow it, whether you agree with his answer or you don't. I can tell you, almost none of you. How do I know that? Because I lived it. Everyone I know is the same with the exception of a handful, and that might be you. Again, if and when the shoe fits, kick it off. It's the equivalent of why only around 2% of the world's population do the things to be entrepreneurs and, and business owners and leaders while the other roughly 98% are working every day for the owner's dreams and not their own. That's human nature. But it doesn't have to be with God. If you believe in yourself, you're doomed to fail in one or many areas of your life. If you believe in God, then what are you doing by not including him in every aspect of your life? And if you are, follow every direction he gives you, not just the ones that feel quote unquote safe or that you're quote unquote okay with, if you know what I'm saying. So in, clo in closing, my, my final statement is this. While there are many ways to tune the world out and focus on what really matters, the only ones that really work are the ones you consistently put into practice. Remember, it's not what you know that matters. It's what you do with what you know that matters. I've only given you five but these five have helped me allow God to transform my life 360 degrees in a short amount of time. He's done more with me in six months than the devil did with me for 41 years. And God and I are just getting started. I know he can and will do the same if he's not already with you. He needs you to be in agreement with him, however. He never forces his will on you and neither does the devil however every choice you make to do or not to do you're listening and answering to one of them they're both at battle for your soul from the moment you were born and it will continue until you take your last breath here on earth so my final question to you is then this when it's cold outside what do you put on when it's raining outside, what do you use? When it's dark outside, what do you turn on? When life's distractions and noise are blocking your view, your attention, your time, and your abilities to follow God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, who do you turn to and what do you do? So before we end today's show, I just want to thank you all again for tuning in. I hope you were touched by today's message and scriptures. And if you'd like to reach out to me, please call me directly at 407-493-3208. Uh, you can email me at ben at shaken 
shaken-awake.com or check out the show at shaken-awake.com. So next week, tune in next Sunday or whenever you're able as we discuss what are the Beatitudes and how and why do we apply, how do they apply to us? How do they apply to me? Again, what are the Beatitudes and how and why do they apply to me? Next week's episode is another powerful and do not miss episode. Thank you all for joining. And until next time and next week, take great care of yourself and each other. And God bless you all.